are elite. For everything you need to know about Mercedes Monet's AEW debut, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is the one vault one two four one CT, the deepest wrestling artifact vault on the planet. This, this is where real wrestling greatness is buried. Whoa. That's right, Pablo, buried deeper than Booker T at WrestleMania 19. Ah oh, man, the stories in here, the forgotten sports entertainment endeavors, priceless. Pieces of, of periodic pile drivers. The, the, the slot bucket from Henry O. Godwin. Oh, these are new shoes as well. Dude, you had dreamies on the way here. You can't seriously want... Oh, oh, you found what we're looking for. Good boy. Uh, have some dreamies. Yes, this is it. The belt box. This is a crate crammed with retired pro wrestling championship belts. Some went due to lack of interest, like this WCW Cruiserweight Tag Team Championship, or due to lack of creative, like this one, James Storm's Beer Drinking Championship. It's a spinner belt with a beer bottle stuck on it. You're right, Pablo. Does it still spin? Ah, it doesn't. Anyway, not bothered because, aha! This is the one I'm after today. The World Wrestling Federation Martial Arts Championship held by one of the greatest worldwide of all time. It wasn't necessarily about what this belt stood for, but what it represented, if, if you get me. Well. Y- you don't. Okay, well, all right. when you finish rubbing your head on every box in the room, I will tell you all about the WWF Martial Arts Championship. Antonio Inoki! Without doubt, Antonio Inoki is a wrestling legend. From the moment he began training under Carl Gotch, he was destined for greatness. Across his 30 plus years in ring, he became the first IWGP heavyweight champion. He was the headline attraction at the biggest wrestling event in history, Collision in Korea. He competed against wrestling greats from Jack Briscoe to Ric Flair to Hulk Hogan to the great Muta to Sting. He even had a little known belter with Tracy Smothers in 1989. And in a battle that went down in history, he faced off against one of the greatest boxers of all time in Muhammad Ali. 
Inoki transitioned into politics upon his retirement. He entered the House of Councillors in 1989. It was here where he continued to dominate headlines, negotiating with Saddam Hussein to release Japanese hostages before the Gulf War. His political runs would contain some controversy, granted, like the time he got suspended by the Japanese diet for 30 days because of unauthorised trips to North Korea, and he'd eventually step away completely from the political world in 2019. In that time, though, Inoki had proved to be a force to be reckoned with in the ring and in important meetings. We're going to wind the clock back to January the 13th, 1972. Antonio Inoki, having left Japan Pro Wrestling Alliance, announced the formation of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Within a year, they were putting on weekly TV shows and had forged a path for the future of wrestling in Japan, spearheaded by Inoki. At the same time, on the other side of the planet, the World Wrestling Federation, or rather the Worldwide Wrestling Federation, were making big strides, operating in and around Madison Square Garden, a style that would later become known as sports entertainment. Give a little momentum to get him over. Oh, look at that! In the 1970s, both promotions would reach new heights and a deal would be struck to align those destinies. Inoki was invited to compete for the WWWF on a show in December of 1975 at Madison Square Garden. The crowd that came to watch Bruno Sammartino dispatch Ivan Koloff in a brutal steel cage match for the heavyweight championship got their first glimpse of the man behind New Japan Pro Wrestling. Inoki! Block the maneuver now, Inoki goes to work! He dispatched Frank Monty in under nine minutes, did Inoki, and returned to Japan with some big plans for his own promotion. Gonna float like a butterfly and sting like a bee. George can't hit what his hands can't see. Now you see me, now you don't. He think he will, but I know he won't. They tell me George is good, but I'm twice as nice. And I'm gonna stick to his butt like white old rice. That's right. That was the greatest of all time. Of all time. One year after his MSG debut, Inoki, continuing to carve out history in Japanese wrestling, caught wind of comments made by boxing champion Muhammad Ali to the president of the Japanese Amateur Wrestling Association. Ali had offered $1 million to any Oriental fighter that could defeat him in a mixed martial arts challenge. Inoki offered himself as an opponent and his team offered $6 million to Ali's bank account if he accepted. Muhammad Ali, the heavyweight champion of the world in boxing, Antonio Inoki. Champion of the world in wrestling. This is round one. 
We know what happens from here. Over 14,000 people filled the Budokan to watch a confusing, critically embarrassing, but history-making encounter between Antonio Inoki and Muhammad Ali. The match had specific rules that both men in press conferences later say limited their abilities. Consequently, we saw Ali keeping his distance whilst Inoki, having attempted multiple wrestling takedowns and failed, was forced to lie on the ground a bit like a crab and kick at Ali's legs. Ali, what was going through your mind when he would just stay down on the floor like that? He showed fear respecting my punching ability. Were you hurt at any time during the fight with the leg sweep? Oh, my leg was sore naturally. Also show the people that that type fighter can only be the boxer who can't dance and who's not in condition. When the fight ended in a draw, the ring was belted with garbage, which apparently took days to clean up as fans chanted for refunds. <laughs> It's a draw. It's a draw. You know what, though? In the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter because Inoki can say that he stood across the ring from Muhammad Ali, the world's greatest boxer, in an MMA fight and did not lose. He didn't win, but he didn't lose. It rose his stock on a global scale that New Japan Pro Wrestling alone could not do. Enoki would move between professional wrestling and mixed martial arts style matches from here on, now carrying a rep as a bit of a shoot fighter. There was a few occasions where an opponent would try Enoki, and they'd find out pretty quickly that he's as tough as his reputation says so. Ask the great Antonio, who decided to just stop selling for Enoki during a wrestling match in December of 1977, and got a very real shooing for his trouble. Hello everyone, welcome to Madison Square Garden, Vince McMahon here at ringside. We have a jam-packed Madison Square Garden tonight, selling out not only the main arena, but the Felt Forum as well. Two key things would happen across the water for the WWWF at this time. They got rid of one of the W's, simply becoming WWF, and they'd appoint Hisashi Shinma, legendary Japanese promoter, as the president of the WWF. Whilst the role was mainly on screen, Shinma was working two jobs at that time, as well as being the president for the WWF. He was a booker for New Japan Pro Wrestling, and he negotiated a talent exchange between WWF and New Japan, one that would prove beneficial to both promotions. National stars being given exposure to new audiences, new cultures, and new disciplines to mold them into international stars. This talent swap initiative started in a big way at New Japan Pro Wrestling's Summer Fight Series in July of 1978. Reigning WWF champion Bob Backlund went to a one-hour time limit draw that night with the reigning NWF champion Antonio Inoki. Champion, Bob 
I, I know, I know. We're here to talk about the martial arts championship. I'm just getting round to that. I'm just, just, just building it up and building the story. Anyway, after facing Backland in Japan, Inoki was invited to the USA to compete once again on a WWF show in December of that year. Vince McMahon Sr. had prepared a very special gift for Inoki to commemorate his arrival once more into the land of the free and the home of the brave. A championship belt that recognized distinguished fighting talents of multiple disciplines. After all, this was the man that took on the greatest boxer in history under MMA rules, kinda. So it was a title befitting of reputation and one that would connect this box office attraction to McMahonland. Antonio Inoki arrived in America and, in front of the world press, was presented with the World Wrestling Federation Martial Arts Heavyweight Championship. Better known as the World Martial Arts Champion, Antonio Inoki. Inoki's first defense of his new title was thankfully a successful one over Texas Red, a former United States Tag Team Champion. When the bell sounded at the end of the fight, people knew that martial arts championship matches would hit a bit different. They were presented as shoot fights, real battles, with less of the crowd-pumping pageantry that came with sports entertainment. This was McMahon giving their Western promotion some Eastern flavour. A bit of that realness that had captured the imagination of lapsed fans. Maybe, deep down, it was a chance to add a little mystery to the open Pandora's box that was wrestling at this time. As McMahon Sr. would see wrestling through a very different lens to his heir apparent, Vince McMahon Jr. We're in the sports entertainment business, and there is a huge philosophical difference between being in strictly the wrestling business and being in the sports entertainment business as we are. Inoki defended the martial arts championship back home in Japan. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the super light collection. The lightest ever shoes from Allbirds. Now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. 
Japan, meaning that the WWF logo was appearing on Japanese television far more than it was a year before. McMahon's New York-centric grapples had literally gone worldwide. A year into his reign as martial arts champion, Antonio Inoki wanted his shot at the big one. Another go-round with Bob Backlund for now the WWF Championship. A return date for the two was set for November the 30th, 1979 in Tokushima, Japan. The homeland hero Inoki took the fight to Backland and after 30 minutes and an attempted run-in from Tiger Jeet Singh, Inoki landed a back suplex and pinned Backland to become the WWF Champion. That's a great question, Pablo. Why isn't Antonio Inoki listed as a former WWF champion? Well, there's, there's a story behind that. Backland, livid that Tiger Jeet Singh stuck his oar in during the match, demanded a chance to get his belt back. Six days later, he got his wish, and the two went at it again. As before, Jeet Singh got involved, but this time Backlund was able to push through the distraction piece and pick up a win over Enoki, regaining his WWF Championship. Or did he? The decision was overturned by WWF president and New Japan booker Hisashi Shinma. This was due to the involvement of Singh. The match was ruled a no contest and Inoki retained the title. However, Inoki refused to accept that he was still champion, saying that Backlund had beat him fair and square. So when Backlund returned to the US, everybody acted like nothing had happened and he was the champion all along. It wasn't until Pro Wrestling Illustrated picked it up some years later that question marks were raised over why Inoki wasn't recognised as a WWF former champion. It's all good, though, because Inoki was still the WWF martial arts champion. I know, right? What a pittance. Anyway, back to the belt in question, the martial arts title. It was a special attraction belt, so it wasn't one that you would see that often. Hence why Inoki managed to keep the belt for, get this, 3,780 days. Inoki was recognized as champion when the talent exchange with New Japan and the WWF was at its peak and he was clashing with the likes of Jimmy Snooker, Jim Duggan and Andre the Giant. Into the arm bar now, Antonio Inoki, pretty much in control at the moment. Antonio Inoki, world master of the martial arts, is winner here of the big battle royal. All right, 
it's absolute bedlam and pandemonium here back in the locker rooms at Madison Square Garden. Keith Oaken here with the brand new World Wrestling Federation champion, Hulk Hogan. You proved it to thousands and thousands of fans, not only here tonight in Madison Square Garden, but throughout the wrestling world. You know something, They proved it to themselves. All I asked was for the whole WWF to stand behind the holster. And I told them I'd bring it home for the USA. You know something, It is the dream of a lifetime, Daddy. Oh. And you know something? I can't imagine this is like going to the mountaintop a thousand times over. I feel the energy. Hulkamania is running worldwide. Hooray! Super Monday at the Garden with the new heavyweight champion. The mid-80s saw seismic changes to the wrestling world as Hulkamania began running wild. Vince McMahon Jr. was leading sports entertainment into unheard of territory and scary new heights following the first WrestleMania. They very much established themselves, did the WWF, as an island unto themselves. And their affiliation with New Japan Pro Wrestling came to an end. The Martial Arts Championship permanently became homed in Japan. While serving as Martial Arts Champion, Inoki added a new belt to his waist. New Japan had introduced a governing body to oversee major decisions in that company, named the International Wrestling Grand Prix. And a title was created for New Japan Pro Wrestling that would be overseen by this company. Keep in mind that the only sort of title New Japan Pro Wrestling had for the majority of the time at this point, away from the Mixed Martial Arts Championship, obviously, was a title that Inoki had won from Johnny Powers ages ago. So it was time for something that was really theirs, they could really get their teeth into. It was determined by the Grand Prix, a council that featured Antonio Inoki, that Antonio Inoki should be the inaugural IWGP champion. Inoki, however, had to vacate the title due to a foot injury and would shockingly never hold it again. However, he still had that flipping martial arts championship. Let's not lose sight of why we are here. Winner and still world martial arts champion Antonio Inoki. The inaugural reign of Inoki would reach a crescendo on April the 24th, 1989. New Japan Pro Wrestling presented Battle Satellite at Tokyo Dome, a bloody brilliant name, to 43,000 plus people at, well, the Tokyo Dome. This show would not only feature the debut of the character Jushin Thunder Liger, who would go on to become a cornerstone of Japanese wrestling, not only would it feature Big Van Vader demolishing the competition in a one-night tournament to become the new IWGP champion, the belt which had been vacated because of reasons, but a key moment in the lineage of the WWF World Martial Arts Championship took place on this night too. The main event of the evening was Antonio Inoki, foot well-heeled and ready for kicking, putting the gold on the line in a no-rope mixed martial arts contest against Olympic gold medalist from the Soviet Union, Shota Chochishvili. Antonio Inoki in Tokyo Dome. 
Shota the Shooter was a standout judo star who won the gold at Munich in 1972. He wasn't a wrestler, he was a martial artist and brought new eyes to New Japan's mammoth wrestling events at the turn of the decade. Inoki and Shota were well matched, but Inoki found himself in deep water with the judo champion and Shota defeated the champ by knockout to become the new second ever WWF World Martial Arts Champion. Inoki would lick his wounds and come back for his belt a month later. Battle Satellite, great name, emanated from Osaka this time on May the 25th. It was a show best remembered as the night that Jushin Liger, now on a winning streak with this new persona, defeated Hiroshi Haas to become the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champ, and the night that heavyweight Russian battler Salman Hashimakov bested Big Van Vader for the IWGP title. The good form for the Soviet Union ended there. At the top of the show, Antonio Inoki, the ropes down and the fists up, had another crack at Shota, this time took him down in the second round to regain the martial arts title. There was a deep respect between Shota and Inoki, and it would lead to the first New Japan Pro Wrestling event hosted in Moscow later in the year. The main event would see them teaming up to face Brad Reagans and Masa Saito. Inoki would rather team with Shota than have him run for his precious again. So what became of the WWF? World Martial Arts Championship. Well, there's two answers, really. On New Year's Eve in 1989, New Japan Pro Wrestling abandoned the title completely. I know, right? Leave the memories alone. A few years later, though, when Inoki marked his 30th anniversary in pro wrestling, he created the Greatest 18 Club, New Japan Pro Wrestling's Hall of Fame. The Greatest 18 comprised of Luthez, Carl Gotch, Nick Bockwinkel, Johnny Powers, Johnny Valentine, Andre the Giant, Stan Hansen, Wim Ruska, Billy Robinson, Hiro Matsuda, Bob Backlund, Vern Gagne, Strong Kobayashi, Hulk Hogan, Muhammad Ali, Seiji Sagaguchi, Antonio Inoki, and initially Tiger Jeet Singh. He would later be replaced by Dusty Rhodes. The championship was essentially worn by an active star carrying the legacy of the greatest 18 with them. I think if this had been an anime, it probably would have been represented by a jar containing spirits or something like that. Instead, it was represented by a championship, namely the WWF Martial Arts Championship with new plates. Inoki handed the title to greatest 18 member Luthez, who in turn got the name changed and handed it to the chosen one, Ricky Chosu. Chosu would drop the title to the great Muta in the summer of 1992, only defending the belt three times in over a year. And Muta proceeded to honor the legacy of the greatest 18 by retiring the belt and focusing on the IWGP Heavyweight Championship instead. So that's the WWF Martial Arts Championship. Two holders for a belt that existed from 1978 to 1989. What it did do, I think, was bring people together, be it wrestling promoters or, or countries at odds. 
you know, it was it was a thread that that tied the WWF to New Japan Pro Wrestling for quite some time. Before Brian Danielson joined AEW, he said that WWE were willing to strike up a new working relationship between themselves and New Japan in order to placate their top star's desire to work elsewhere. Maybe, maybe if Brian had stayed, he could have brought the martial arts championship back to prominence. Nah, you're probably right. He wouldn't have bothered. Right, that's our cue. Let's get out of here. Come on, Pab. We'll stop by that pet store on the way home and get that catnip that makes your eyes roll back. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.